So as we have been studying from the, in the Faith Hall of Fame, if you remember we already talked about many of the heroes of the Old Testament, the heroes of faith like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses' parents and Moses and even about the children of Israel, the faith they had in the Lord as they were crossing the Red Sea and if you remember last week we analyzed the faith of the children of Israel as they were encircling for seven days the walls of Jericho as they were encircling the walls of Jericho and the, how the wall of Jericho fell down we were spending good amount of time to understand the faith they had in the Lord and today what kind of faith we need to have in the Lord so to take you a little backward to last week we talked about three different walls that we built or it is built around us today or in our lives today the wall number one wall of Jericho built within us so this wall is built by us and I said nobody can see this wall because it is built inside our lives and these, this wall which is built in our lives it will make us less effective for God and some of the walls which we talked about is suspicion, independence, control or manipulative nature, false security, confusion, unforgiveness, self-indulgence fear, denial, these are some of the you know, various kinds of walls we can build within our lives and these walls will make us less effective for God if you want to true, try to do something for God and these walls once it is built within our lives they will not allow us to grow in our faith, they will not allow us to serve God and they will not allow us to uh, depend on Holy Spirit because the moment we feel we want to be independent out of all these things, you know we will slowly lose our tendency to depend on the Holy Spirit even and we talked about that and these these walls will make our lives ineffective wall number two we talked about was the walls of Jericho built around us these walls also built around us it is built by our lives it is not it is also it is seen by others we talked about I think three four different walls the walls that prevent the people from approaching us we talked about the wall does not allow us to move forward the wall does not allow us to grow spiritually when, when we build these walls around us you know they will not allow us to move forward and do anything for God wall number three we talked about the walls built by others the walls built by men and also the walls built by Satan and God expects us to overcome and break these walls in our lives so that we will be effectively used by God today we are going to listen in a short time to the faith of the harlot Rahab who did not perish even when the city of Jericho was completely destroyed let's turn our Bibles to Hebrew chapter 11 verse 31 Hebrew 11 31 says by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace Rahab the word means pride 
Rahab means pride. Bible says Rahab was a harlot, was a whore, or it's, she was a prostitute. She had no moral value to the lives, to her life. And word of God says, if we can, you know, we can read so much about her in the book of Joshua, in the Old Testament. And before we go there, word of God says, she owned a house in Jericho. And do you know that where the house was situated? Where the house was? On the wall. On the wall. Right? If you remember last week, we talked about the wall having two different walls. I even gave the dimension of the wall, you know, and the width of those walls. So there are houses constructed even on the wall. So the house of Rehob looks like it, you know, it was situated on the wall. You know, what of God says, Jericho, you know, even from the Old Testament, we can find out Jericho was a very, very important city for trade. You know, people cross the city of Jericho quite often and they, you know, when they go and cross the city of Jericho, these traders, you know, they get into the house of Rahab, maybe for food and, you know, for a you know, place to see, sleep. And they were also into wrong behavior, into sexual immoralities with this woman. So that's what the word of God says. She was a harlot and she was a prostitute living in the city of Jericho. You know, if you look into the time the people were living in that city, mainly the, the you know, the people of the uh, Canaan or the Canaanites, you know, they were ha having such a behavior. It was such a wicked nation. So much of wickedness was going on in that place. And as the children of Israel, they crossed the Red Sea and they were moving into the wilderness. And God wanted them to destroy all the wickedness from the face of the earth as they were moving further. You know, it is amazing to see in our context that Bible records such a woman who has such an immoral life along with the other heroes of faith. You know, have you ever imagined, have you ever amazed with this way the Bible is recording? You know, such a harlot is recorded, is put in the same chapter where the word of God talks about the faith of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. You know, such a men and women of God. You know, how true it is to say, when I was thinking about it, how true it is to say, God doesn't really look at the way man looks at. Right? God has, doesn't really always look at the way man looks at. You know, the moment we look at somebody, you know, the immediately in our mind we come to a conclusion about that person. But God is not such a God. You know, he always looks into the internal. He always looks more interested, as I say, into the innermost part of anyone on this earth. He doesn't just look at the person the way we look at and make judgment against them or about them. But God has his own way of dealing with individuals. So we need to just take it as it is written that Rahab is also one among the heroic figures of the Old Testament. So let's let's quickly read some of the stories about Rahab. So we let's go back to Joshua chapter 2. I just want to read few scripture from Joshua chapter 2. It's so interesting the way you know God has been dealing with this woman. 
called Rahab. Let, let's go to Joshua chapter 2. Let's read uh, some of the scriptures there. Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia grew to spy secretly saying go view the land especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there. You know, two men, the context is, they wanted to capture Jericho. Jericho is just a big city and they see the tallest tall walls standing in front of them. And they wanted to capture this city now. That is the next move for the children of Israel. And as the children of Israel were moving towards the city, the initial attempt was to send two spies into the city just to go and have a look around them. What's going on in that city? How strong the city? How strong the people are? How easy to do? feed them you know and what kind of strategy that we need to adopt in order to deceive you know in order to defeat them so they decided Joshua decided to send two men that's the context and both uh, two says and it was and and this man came and word of God says in verse 1 they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there probably the house of the uh, house of Rahab is at, as the, at the wall on the wall you know it is the first house probably they see as soon as they enter into Jericho and probably they were just looking for some shelter so that they are not kind of exposed to the Jericho people who are living in Jericho they will just immediately find them they are spies and they will be arrested and verse 2 says and it was told the king of Jericho saying see the news went immediately to the king of Jericho Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So Rahab took them and he, she hid them. So she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. So basically Rahab lied. The, 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 the king's men came there and Rahab said, I don't really know. Probably it is very dark out there. They would have just crossed the gate and they would have gone out. You need to go immediately if you want to find verse 6. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order of on the roof. Verse 7. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the forts, and as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. So probably they were just seeking, they just went out and seeking for these men everywhere in the dark. Verse 8. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof, and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. A Canaanite woman, an ungodly woman, telling to the men of children of you know God, children of Israel, and she's just telling them, I know she's she's a Roman uh, sorry she's a you know she's a person living in the city of uh, in Jericho in the town of Jericho and she's just looking into the men of God and telling them I know that the Lord has given you the land that the uh, terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you 
for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordans Sihon and Og whom you utterly destroyed we heard about all these stories what God your God did to you so God is going to give the land in your hand and verse 11 says and as soon as we heard these things our hearts melted neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you for the Lord your God he is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath see the words of Rahab she's just praising God and she's saying he is the God in heaven above and on earth beneath verse 12 now therefore I beg you swear to me that by the by the Lord since I have shown you kindness that you also will show kindness to me my father's house and give me a true token verse 13 and spare my father my mother and my brothers and my sisters and all that I have and deliver our lives from death so the men answered her our lives for yours if none of you tell this business of ours and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you verse 15 then she let them down by the rope by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall she dwelt on the wall verse 16 and she said to them get the mount, get to the mountain lest the pursuers meet you hide there three days until the pursuers have returned afterward you may go your way verse 17 so the men said to her we will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made with us unless when we come into the land you bind this line of scarlet card in the window through which you let us down and unless you bring your father your mother and your brothers and all your father's household to your own home verse 19 so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the streets his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless and whoever is with you in the house his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him and if you tell this business to our business of ours then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear verse 21 then she said according to your word so it be and she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet card in the window you know that is the story of this woman taking care of those two spies and coming into a covenant agreement with, the, with these spies and saying that when the land I'm sure God is going to give this land in your hands and when the Lord give this lands to you land to you and when you destroy everything in this land just spare our home just spare our family just do not destroy and they came to an agreement and then Rehab is saying that I'm uh, the, the spies ask her to you know put the thread the scarlet thread the rope in the window let that be the sign and when come we come to destroy the city and we will as the moment we see in the house the scarlet robe we will not destroy now that's a covenant agreement and word of God says it came true when the children of Israel they occupied Jericho they destroyed tried everything else they left Rehab's house and the household you know Hebrew the writer of Hebrew he is recording the faith of this woman Rehab what was the faith Rehab had let's read let's uh, verse 9 and 10 
Verse 9 says, Rahab said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Joshua chapter 2 verse 9. I know the Lord has given you this land. That the terror of you has fallen on us. And that all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you. And she is saying that. I know the Lord is going to give this land to you. Because we become so fainted. We become so weak. The moment we heard about verse 10. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. For you when you came out of the Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites. In all these kings what you did. And what God did to you when you crossed the Red Sea. We came to know that. The moment we came to know it. Our heart becomes so faint. We become so feeble. We just lost our strength. Because you are serving such a mighty God. You know that was her testimony. The declaration about God. Rahab's faith was. Simply she was telling. If the Lord can do it earlier. If the Lord has done that earlier in the past. He is going to do it for you again. You know that's what I can get it from her, her words. If the Lord has done that earlier in the past sometime, He will do it again for you. And that was her faith. You know that is so, you know, so encouraging for us today. You know we read throughout the Old Testament and throughout the word of God. We read so many things about our God. And we just leave everything in the Bible. We really don't take anything from the word of God. And try to put it into our lives. You know word of God. Once it is spoken. And that remains true forever. Because the word of God is going to stay even into the eternity. And it is a true word of God. If God has spoken it in the past. And the word of God is true today. And it is going to be true even in the future. Because our God is such a God. He is the same yesterday. And today and even evermore. Even in the future he is the same God. And Rahab. She just looked into that. She heard about it. Probably you know being a kind of innkeeper at her, at her house. When people walked across. When people came into you know her house. That these travelers would have talked about the great things God is doing in the wilderness the great things you know God has been doing in the wilderness would have reached the ears of Rahab at some point of time and she would have inquired about you know very clearly what is really going on in the wilderness she would have heard about Moses and she would have heard about Joshua and the children of Israel and how God is amazingly working among the children of Israel in the wilderness she would have come to know the realization about our God Almighty and what he is doing in this wilderness and the moment she came to know you know the first thing which she came into her mind if God can do that in the wilderness days ago and the same God can do it today for the children of Israel you know that's what her faith and there is no wonder why her name is found even though she was not living a good life even though she was living a life of immoral nature but she had a faith in God and that faith it shows clearly if God is the God of the past and he is the God of the present too you know sometimes we stumble upon this fact I do, I don't know about you. We stumble upon this fact. We read the word of God. And we know for sure God has done that amazing thing in somebody's life. But then we really fail to take it and apply into our lives and see 
the same God is able to do that same thing in my life. You know that's where the faith comes from. That's where the faith starts and God expects us to do that. If Rahab such a heathen, such an ungodly, such a non-believer, she can state very clearly a statement about her faith on God and where do we stand today as the children of God. We know about our God. We know what God can do in our lives and I need to think and all of us need to think about our stand today and God is telling us today just to trust in God just to put our trust in God if Rahab can do that I'm sure you and I can do it you know it is not really enough to talk about what God did on somebody's lives and we need to believe for such miracles to happen in our lives you know when we feel at some point of time you know God is as brother John was testifying today you know God is doing something in my life the easiest thing would be to go back to the word of God and to find out what people have gone through what Daniel has gone through what Joseph has gone through in the foreign land you know what they have gone through in their life if God can deliver them if God can open the door for them if God can show a way for them in their lives the same God can do it for me same God can you know do it in my life too and I'm sure he will find a way he will give me a way through which I can see through things happening in my life you know that is the kind of faith God expects us to have today and let's take that faith let's take that word and apply it in our lives Rahab's faith was if Lord can do it earlier and he can do it today if God can do it for the children of Israel and he can do it my life he can do it in my life that was the faith of Rahab secondly Rahab's faith was a faith that worked the faith that worked you know faith keeping the faith in silence really doesn't help anybody it doesn't even help us when we have faith in God God expects us to put that faith in work let's go to James the book of James James chapter 2 James chapter 2 verse 24 to 26 very important scripture portion of the scripture in the word of God James chapter 2 verse 24 you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only likewise was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also as the body without work without spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also you know so much of truth is hidden in the word of God have you seen a dead body how many of you have seen a dead body can I see my hand he see your hands yes all of us have seen a dead body when you stand in front of the dead body what do you think about it what do we think about it we think many things right we think many things sometimes I used to think about it when he was alive or she was alive she was wanted by everybody or he was wanted by everybody 
But now, <coughs> when the life is no more in the dead body, nobody wants it. You can keep it for one day, two day, three day maximum. Then nobody wants it. It has to be thrown into the mud. Nobody wants it. A dead body without spirit in that dead body is not wanted by anybody. It is hated by anybody. There is nothing good can come out of the dead body if there is no spirit. In the same way, we can say today, I trust in God, I put my trust in God. We can sing about it, we can preach about it, we can read about it, we can declare about it. But we don't show anything in our action. What of God says, it is dead. It is dead. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to do anything with that. Nobody wants to deal with such a faith. It says, it speaks, but it doesn't do anything. What of God says, Rahab's faith was a faith that worked. A faith that worked. You know, how much of risk she took in her life. When the king's men came to inquire about where these men are hidden, she just lied. Even though it was a lie, she just lied and she took courage to do that. She got faith in the Lord and she got such a faith, greater faith that what God is going to do for the children of Israel. And she felt the urgency of protecting these men because she found them as godly and she took a step to protect them. And what of God says when she protected and later she felt they have to be released and she let them go. And that was her faith. And that faith was putting things in work. Things were working. She hid the spies in their house, in her house. And then he let them go. She let them go by dropping them through the window. You know, probably I just thought this way. She said, she could have said, Oh, I know about your God. Your God will take care of you. Just go. Bye-bye. She could have said that. If I was I was there in that house, probably I would just I would have opened the window, the door, and seen. Oh, these are some strangers coming, but then I know that they are children of Israel, and I know about their God. Their God is amazing God who can do mighty things, and God is able to protect you. Even you can just walk into the city, and God will be with you. God's you know He will protect you. You will find favor, and I just pray over you and speak blessing over you. Please go on your way. I would have sent them. Rahab didn't do that. She just took faith in work. Faith in work. She just took them into the into, into her house. And what of God says, she hid them by taking the risk. By taking the risk. You know, God expects us to do that at some point of time, I feel. God expects us to take that kind of risks in our life as we want to live for God, as we want to think and doing things for God. And when everything is over, she just dropped them on the way. And she said, probably they came to spy the land. I thought about this. What did they spy? What did they spy? They came and stayed in that house that night. And the next day morning, they were dropped outside the wall and asked them to go. You know, I believe Rehab would have updated, given proper plan or update about what is really going on in the city throughout the night. She would have given them enough information about what is going on. Faith in action. 
She doesn't belong to the children of Israel. She's ungodly. But all that she had is a little faith in God. She knew about the God, our, her God and even the God of children of Israel and she heard about what God has done probably so much not so much what we hear today about our God she had very little about God as the travelers told about you know gave that date about the God what is going on in the wilderness and she heard about the mighty works of God in the wilderness and that's enough for her to trigger her faith now by faith she just you know able to take care of the spice and she said them we see faith in work you know in work that's why the word of God James is recording that about Rahab's faith and in verse 18 if we read Okay, let, let's go to the verse 18, maybe a little later, as we put that in the proper context. And here we see the faith of this woman in action. You know, that speaks to us into our lives. And God expects us to put certain things in our lives in action and take the step of faith in those areas as we see the blessing of God. Let's move a little further. Thirdly, Rahab's faith. First of all, we saw about Rahab had a faith. And just she believed if the God can do things in the past and he can do it even in the current and in the future. Secondly, Rahab's faith was a faith that worked. Thirdly, or finally, Rahab's faith was a faith that saved. A faith that saved. You know, as we read in Hebrew 11.31, by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. Do you know that those who are not believing, they are going to perish? The word of God talks about. If you look into the list of you know people, those who are entering into the hell, one is one among them is those who unbelieve. You know, unbelief is a sin in front of God. The hell is made for the Satan and his angels and we also believe after the judgment God is going to punish people eternally those who are wicked and those who are not believing they are counted one among the wicked in the word of God Rahab had a faith that saved her from the death Death. that's what the word of God says you know those who did not believe they perished but those who believed in God, these were saved. That's what the word of God says. Let, let's, let's read some of the scriptures from Joshua chapter 6. When the children of Israel, really when they came to the city of Jericho, and they were, you know, uh, they, they uh, captured the city of Jericho, and word of God says they destroyed everything. Let's turn to uh, Joshua chapter 6 verse 22. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rehob. When they came now to destroy the city of Jericho, the young men who went, who had been spies, they went into the house of Rehob. They identified the house with that scarlet rope. And they went into the house and they brought out Rehob, her father, her mother, her brothers and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel but they burnt the city and all that was in with fire only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord verse 25 and Joshua 
spared Rahab, the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Rahab was spared from destruction, from death because of her faith. So the third kind of faith Rahab had was a faith that saved her life. The faith that saved her life. And as you know he said in chapter 2 verse 18 as the spies moved out of her house they said you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. There was an instruction given. There was an instruction given to Rahab by these spies. What was the instruction? You just tie this scarlet robe in the window. And what does that scarlet robe mean? You know, if you, if you look into the scripture and put that in the context and try to understand, the scarlet robe, the thread represents Jesus Christ. The scarlet thread represents Jesus Christ. You know, Rahab was spared from the destruction, from the death on that day because she had that scarlet robe. Otherwise, there is no way to identify where is her house. There is no way to find out where is her house. You know, does it resemble something else which happened in the children of Israel's house? The Lord God instructed to apply the blood of the Lamb in their houses. The blood of the Lamb in their houses so that when the destruction came upon their houses, they were spared. They were spared from the destruction. You know, Jesus always, he finds a way for his children of Israel from the eternal destruction. He doesn't want to destroy his people. And he tells them, you need to apply something in your life. And here Rahab's life, she has to she has to put that scarlet robe in the window. And children of Israel, they need to apply the blood of the lamb. And to you and me, Jesus is telling us today that we need to apply the same blood of Jesus in our lives too. So that we are spared. You know, one day when we stand before God, and God is going to identify the moment he sees the blood of the lamb in our lives. The moment he finds we are marked with the precious blood of the lamb. And today you and I are marked with such a precious blood of the lamb. You know we may not understand it but the enemy knows it. And God knows it. Those who are identified for him. As the spies could identify the house of Rahab. And today you and I are marked with the precious blood of the lamb. Isn't it amazing? And the way the God is marking us. He is identifying us. Why he is doing it? He is doing it because he doesn't want to destroy us. You know when we talk about the destruction there are two destruction can come upon mankind today. The sudden destruction on this earth. The sudden destruction Bible says word of God says the wicked will just destroy suddenly. All of a sudden the destruction will come upon the wicked and no one knows where he was. And God is saying that I will spare you. I will keep you away from such a kind of destruction that can come upon your life. The kind of protection that God is giving to his children. It is amazing. It is amazing. You know I have come across so many things about. So many stories about the way God protects you know, his people. I remember as what I can remember now. One, one incident. The angelic protection God can give, offer to his children. A man of God, once he was traveling in an airplane, probably would have heard this story. As he was traveling in an airplane, suddenly he had a vision. 
and in that vision he saw two angels and the two angels they were there in that airplane and this man of God asked him who are you and why are you here and they said we are the angelic host from heaven and we are here on a mission we are here and we are sent by God Almighty because this flight can encounter some danger at any point of time and God Almighty told that there are some people of children of God in this flight and the flight you know need to be preserved from this destruction and God send us and we want to be here for a moment and then once the time is passed and they will go away we will go away but now we are here protecting this flight and he was shocked and he was just thanking God and he went back to his sleep and in his ears he is hearing those angels talking to themselves and they are saying after a few minutes there is a train accident which is going to happen in Australia and God is instructing us to go over there because there are children of God there in that fly in that play in that train and God is asking us to go there in order to save their lives you know even though it is you know it is a vision it looks a little super you know stitious but then it is true because word of God says God has given commanded his angels to bear us up in their hands you know kind of protection God gives to you and me on this earth it is amazing if some destruction is happening on this earth to a child of God it doesn't happen without the knowledge of God Almighty you know the moment you come to know that something happened to somebody else who's you no know, living godly who's such a man and woman of God you know why this has come to his life and God says God knows the best for his children you know without God's permission nothing even a hair will not fall from our head you know such a God Almighty we have today we need to cherish in the goodness of God in the greatness of God and Rahab had such a great faith the saving faith of Lord Jesus Christ of God Almighty and today God wants us to apply his precious blood in our body so that we are spared from the destruction of the enemy Rahab's faith defined her destiny when the whole Jericho was destroyed only this household was preserved only this household was preserved you know probably Joshua seeing all these things probably he would have said me and my household we will serve the Lord me and my household will serve the Lord because he is such a God Almighty who wants to spare our lives from destruction by faith she escaped the death and she was spared you know our faith not only it saves us on this world and amazingly our faith in God saves us even in the eternity even in the eternity the faith we have in God it will help us to escape from the destruction of the hell you know that's why God is calling every one of us today to trust in God no that's the reason we need to go and proclaim the gospel to those who are not heard about Jesus Christ those who are not given their life to the love of Jesus Christ it is important to go and tell them because only that faith in Lord Jesus Christ can save them from the eternal destruction only the faith they have in Lord Jesus Christ can save them from the eternal destruction Rahab was living in such a life and her faith changed her life finally we will see before we close
Rahab's faith resulted in a total transformation in her life. Do you believe that? She had a new God. She was not believing in God. And some point of time she heard about what God was doing among the children of Israel. She started believing in God. Now she sees in her own life the faith coming in put in work. Her faith is working now. She was so amazed. When she was paired, her family was paired in the destruction. She finds her faith is working. She took a decision. I will live godly. I will say no to my profession. And I will go back and serve God. And she was no more a harlot. She was a woman of God. As a result of her faith, this Canaanite woman, she entered into the faith of the Jewish people. She entered into the faith of the Jewish people. You know, in later, if we look into the history, she became the great, great grandmother of Ruth, the Moabite. Rahab's great, great granddaughter, in-law, is Ruth, the Moabite woman. She said the same thing to Naomi, if you remember. She said, your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. You know, that's what she said. The same way Rahab is saying to the children of Israel. Your people, let them become my people. And your God, become my God. And what of God says? She had a new husband. Until that point of time, she was not having any husband. She had a new husband. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. <coughs> if you can read verse 5 to 6. Salman begot Boaz by Rahab. Sorry, by Rahab. Boaz begot Oded. So Salmon was the one married to Rahab. Because word of God says Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. And Boaz begot Oded by Ruth. Not, sorry, Obed. And Obed begot Jesse. And who is Jesse? David's father. King David's father. See the ungodly woman, the kind of faith she had in the Lord, she is brought into the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. She has become, you know, one of the forefathers, one of the descendants of our Lord Jesus Christ. The kind of faith that she had in the Lord helped her to know about a new God, a new husband, and even a new generation. And eventually, from that heathen generation, from that ungodly woman, the woman who was considered as a harlot, from that lineage, we see Boaz and Ruth and Jesse and David and Lord Jesus Christ coming into existence. You know, such a woman of God. There is no reason, there is no wonder why her name is recorded among, one among the figure of the great heroes of faith in the book of Hebrews. I don't know what the Lord is telling you this morning. 
But one thing I could say, the kind of faith that we need to have today. From the life of Rahab, what we can learn today is the faith. We know so much about our God, but God expects us to put our faith into work. And God is telling us the faith we have in the God will not go in vain. You may not see things happening in our life on this earth, but then the eternity is granted. Eternity is taken care of because it is a saving faith. It doesn't let us go through the pain of the hell. It is a saving faith. And God is more concerned about our lineage. Today some of us may not have any hope, may not have anything to say about it, but the Lord is telling us it is important. It is so precious. If God can bring such a woman from the Richard life and she can bring her and fit her into the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ, and what an amazing miracle He can do today to you and me. Are you worried about our generation? Lord is saying that He will take care of it because He is a God of Rahab, and today we believe He is our God too. And he is promising us, he is promising us to take care of our future, to see new things happening in our life as Rega would have never imagined such things will come true in her life. And word of God says even she lived for a while, even when the city of Jericho was destroyed. And such a woman of God had such a great faith in God and God expects us to have the same faith in God. Shall we just close our eyes before we dismiss?